Welcome everyone to the monthly Department of Peacebuilding campaign call. Glad to see some uh, familiar faces and some new faces uh, on the screen tonight. And we'll start out as usual with just some brief check-ins. So just say hello, where you're from, how you connected with the campaign or anything else that uh, comes forth that you'd like to say about the campaign or peace building. David, you were on first, would you like to start? Sure, no problem. Uh, I'm in Southern California. Uh, I'm trying to remember how I got connected here, but I've been doing all sorts of research, trying to figure out how I can help create a more loving, peaceful world. So I'm sure one of my links took me to another link, which <laughs> took me to 10 other links, which eventually got me here. So, hi. <laughs> Yeah, so whether it was six degrees or 11 degrees, we're glad you're here with us tonight. Thank you. <laughs> okay, um, I'll just say hello, I'm Karen Johnson and I'm in Illinois, Lockport actually near Chicago. And uh, just very glad to be here. Had a very wonderful couple of days um, talking with people about both peace and politics. And uh, the two can be had in the same conversation. And uh, that's that's enough for me today. I'm I'm feeling full of good. Laura, you want to go next? I'll go. Yeah. Um, my name is Laura Brown, and I live in northwestern Pennsylvania, which is otherwise known as the Pennsylvania Wilds, up near Erie. And uh, let's see, I've been on the committee since the beginning of the year, and uh, lately I've been working on setting up. Uh, meetings, Zoom meetings with um, representatives or their aides as part of our Advocacy Days campaign, which is coming up in September. Okay. And I'm having good luck, so <laughs> <laughs> setting up meetings. Good, good, so good. That's good. I'm hoping to get, to, I got one co-sponsor last year, so my goal for this year is to get double that and get two. And so far, it looks like it might happen. Okay, great, great. Uh, Jana, I think I, I might have muted you with some sound going on. Oh, I muted myself. Um, hi, I'm in, in New York um, City, and uh, I'd like to uh, acknowledge the lands of the ancestors, the Muncie, the Napa, the Kanasi, the Lakawa Rockaway, and um, Matinakaka, also in Queens, a little further north. And um, um, and I have some awesome news, which is that I just got email from Hakeem Jeffrey's office asking for specifics. I just forwarded it to you, Nancy, before Fantastic. I call. So it's the first response that I've gotten, and it was after one email. I didn't have to make a hundred calls. That's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> that doesn't happen that often. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful feeling. And I can see it on your face. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, wow, look at that. <laughs> it worked. Congratulations. <laughs> That's and, awesome. And I dropped into the Peace Alliance at the Truth Healing and Reconciliation Point uh, last uh I mean, I, I came here one time, long time ago. I, Nancy probably doesn't remember me when she asked me to contact Meeks and I said, no way. And I, that was it, I disappeared. It was a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so I, I popped in again this uh, November and I stayed. Okay, that's it. Okay. 
Oh, let's see. I think Deborah was on next. Some people came in very soon after each other. Deborah, I, I, you're muted. I might have muted you when there was sound coming. Um, would you like to say hello? Brief check-in. Is that me? I don't, I'm not sure. Um, who is at the 614 area code? I don't know that. Phone. That's, that's me, Deborah. Okay, Deborah Poss? No, Deborah Walters. Oh, okay. Well, Deborah's not speaking, so you can go ahead and speak, um, Deborah Walters. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm the 614 number, so okay. I don't. I, I, that's why I remember last time there was another Deborah, so I, that's why I was kind of waiting. So, yeah, um, yeah, anyway. but she she hasn't unmuted herself yet. So we'll we'll go ahead and I'll watch her her phone to see when she unmutes herself. Sometimes she's in the middle of other things. Okay. Okay. Here uh, she is. I'm actually, coming back. Um, I think I talked before involved a few years ago, quite a few years ago, and I'm just kind of coming back um, to. Uh, doing the peace stuff and we used to have a a uh, a group here in champaign county but they're all we don't have that anymore they've all moved away or whatever but i'm still you know i've done the piece of pie thing i've i've talked to my representatives i've gone to you know columbus and talked with them with Sherrod brown and um some other people and so um anyway i'm just getting back into um getting involved because i've been great. away for a while for a great we're seeing that a lot since last fall so welcome back and and we're grateful that you're back thank you it, yeah, does, yeah. it does seem to be pointing to where we're we're nearing the time for some kind of a crescendo in progress uh, with the campaign and the legislation. So thank you for sharing and, and being back. Um, how about Charles? Do you wanna, Charlie, do you wanna, do you wanna go? Sure, thanks, Karen. Um, I'm Charlie and I live in Amherst, New York and I'm just looking for ways to make a little better place. And how did I find you? Maybe from, I don't, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> Something like Marion Williamson, possibly, maybe not. Maybe I just Googled like how to peace groups that are working for peace or something or other. But um, I know I'm preaching to the choir, but I think the Department of Peace Building, a cabinet level Department of Peace Building, and I looked over the bill a little bit. It's so good. I mean, I know y'all know it, you all know it, but it's like, what a, what a fantastic idea. And, and that's all. I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> Good, great, thanks. And it's glad to see you back. I'm glad you're joining us on a regular basis. Uh, Geraldine, would you like to say hello? Hi there, uh, Geraldine Stapleton, uh, Hollywood, California. Uh, been with the committee since its inception. And um, I guess lately, of course, with what's going on in Afghanistan, uh, participated in interesting uh, session uh, with experts uh, 
that knew far more than I did in terms of the history and everything of what's gone on in Afghanistan. Uh, of course, I'm really concerned about uh, what's going to happen with the women and the girls. And of course, with the COVID situation, uh, that is another thing that could really explode uh, over there if uh, things aren't arranged with the UN and so where they can have access to be able to bring in supplies uh, for uh, all, all of the citizens there. So, yes, and I'm glad to hear we're talking about politics and peace in the same <laughs> That's It's refreshing. More of that needs to be done. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Nancy, say hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> I'm um, I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area, the land of Barbara Lee. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, anyway, what is happening here right now? Our skies are filled with smoke. It's mm. crazy, and um, I just learned uh, that a dear friend, Geraldine, also knows her. Uh, Jan Black uh, passed away a couple of days ago, and she's a dear friend who's helped us um, in the California Democratic Party get endorsements for the peace, uh, the Department of Peace Building legislation. And anyway, she'll be missed. She was uh, on the board of directors for the United Nations Association and. Uh, involved in so many other things. So we'll definitely miss her. And um, wanted to ask David where you're, where in Southern California you're from. Sorry, yeah. uh, Playa del Rey most specifically. Playa del Rey, I just oh. got back from uh, Ventura and then we went through the Chumash lands and now back into uh, Ohlone territory, so. Okay, so that's it for me, Karen. Okay, uh, Deborah Poss, can are you able to speak now? Would you like to say hello? Okay, we still are showing you on mute, but I'll uh, we'll get on with the call and and uh, whenever your timing is right, just just speak up. Ah, okay. And, and, and David, I wasn't clear. Have, are you familiar with the Department of Peace legislation very much? Or are you just, you're just connecting and, and you don't not even, not even a little bit yet. So okay. by the end, I will be. So. <laughs> okay. so we might include uh, just a, a little bit of information for you. So you have a context for whatever else we're talking about. Okay, so our, our tradition on these calls is for everybody to say hello and connect, and then we, we do a brief uh, connection exercise to, to really more fully connect us and, and be present in the call. Uh, uh, do we have any volunteers, you know, who has been on the call before to lead us in connection? Okay, Laura doesn't seem as anxious as I thought she might. <laughs> I would, I would lead one if I had kind of a script to go by, but I haven't, I haven't tried one yet, but. Okay. Maybe we'll, we'll work that up for you somehow. I know it's just, I, I usually just make it up as I go along and Kendra sometimes has it pre or, you know, 
pre-thought out and, and so forth and then whatever, but I will, I will lead us for tonight then. So we usually just start out with just take a couple of slow, deep breaths, slow breath in, slow breath out. Just being aware of your body, close your eyes if that's comfortable for you. And be aware of your feet on the ground, feeling your presence on the earth. Just relaxing, being fully present to the people on this call and the Department of Peace Building campaign. Maybe get in touch with something that lights up your heart or something that really brings you joy in your life. So just feeling that heart space when you bring that to mind. This is something we do at a, a little bit longer time when before we go into an advocacy meeting and then just kind of do a quick touch base when we're right outside the door because it can be kind of fast paced, especially in, when we're live in Washington, D.C. advocating. So it's just, again, to get, you know, bring us back to really the vibration of peace before we go in and advocate for legislation that will create a sustainable peace locally, nationally, and internationally, or help create. <sighs> Okay, so we're back to the group. Nancy, do you do you have an agenda for us, or um, well, I could give a, a list of an information for sure that we need to share <laughs> with everybody, and I'll just touch base with you. Do you want to just do a, a quick overview of of what the Department of Peace is, or, or would you prefer prefer that I do that? Um, either one, and then uh, depending, I can. Um, catch us up on where we're at with advocacy days and um, encourage people to take part in that. So uh, I don't know. Do you want me to go ahead and maybe you could fill in where I, where I, um, where I forget something? Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So um, um, for David, and for those who haven't been on some of our calls, we've been advocating for a Department of Peace building since 2001, uh, when Dennis Kucinich first introduced that bill into Congress. And um, we just celebrated on July 11th, the 20th anniversary of working for that bill. Um, so Dennis Kucinich was the sponsor until he left Congress, and in 2013, Barbara Lee took over sponsorship of the bill. So we've been going um, for quite a few years to Washington, D.C., usually around International Day of Peace, which is on um, September 21st, to advocate for a Department of Peace building and other peace building uh, related bills. And um, this year and last year, because of COVID, we have to do that virtually. Um, but in the past, yes, we've gone to Congress and it's actually really a lot of fun. Uh, so our, our, uh, this year, our, our advocacy is kind of in three steps. First of all, right now we're in the phase of scheduling meetings 
with members of Congress, and you heard several people on the call. Uh, Jana has been in contact with, um, I think, three members of Congress from New York. Uh, Charlie's working on some New York members of Congress. Laura is working on a couple from Pennsylvania. Um, Deborah will be contacting a couple, and uh, we have quite a few in the works from California. We actually have a meeting scheduled um, next week. It's kind of a special blend meeting between Mother's Day pies and advocacy days with the representative from Southern California, uh, Sarah Jacobs, who replaced a longtime co-sponsor. So um, that's going on. So we have we have about 20 people or so maybe a few more who are working on meetings, um, some folks from Missouri also and other places. And um, we'd love any of you who haven't been involved for a while, um, if you would like to contact your member of Congress or any other members of Congress to schedule meetings, that would be terrific. Um, you can contact me, nancy at peacealliance.org and um, I can send you and more information about it. There's a flyer posted on the website uh, called Participate in Advocacy Days and Karen in the link for, um, for this call posted a couple of uh, uh, Zoom calls that we had talking about how to do that. So um, yeah, any of you folks who, who are just new and interested in doing that, it's actually a lot of fun and we'll be there. Some of us will join you in the calls and we'll coach you on how to do that and um, all that good stuff. Um, and so right now we're working on that. And then as soon as we get a list of meetings that have been scheduled, we'll publicize that with other people so they can know to join the calls. And then we have a list of about 25 members of Congress that we're going to ask people to call as many as they can during Advocacy Days week, which is September, what is it, 26th through October 1st. So that's all on that flyer. And if I can figure it all out, I'll post some of this in the chat. So that's that's where we're at with with that. And then Karen, you you might want to add some more stuff about the other the other parts of advocacy days. Yeah. Well, let me just say a little bit about the bill too, because we didn't really say much about what what the bill is. So it's calling for a cabinet level um, secretary of peace, and uh, would have a number of undersecretaries that uh, address different aspects of our society and our government that uh, um, really play a part in whether we have a, a holistic peace community and, and uh, country. And 85% of the bill is intended to go toward programs with, within the United States to help communities that have uh, violence, which certainly there are some that are more than others, but it's part of our culture right now to try and transform that culture from a culture of violence to a culture of peace. And 15% would be um, uh, working in international ways that aren't currently addressed by other agencies that work internationally. So that's the overview of what a Department of Peace building is. Um, and of course, there's uh, Nancy just put a link in there to our page on the Peace Alliance website 
and there's a link to the bill so you can actually read it. The, the bill just reads beautifully. <laughs> We're a little prejudiced for it, but you know, it's, it's worth reading the bill. I know a lot of organizations advocate for bills and they, not very many of them recommend that people read the bill. They talk about it, but they, you know, it's, uh, but I, I've never met anybody who's read the bill who hasn't really, really loved it. And, you know, whether they agreed with everything and, and it overall, they, they appreciated uh, the content of the bill. <sighs> yeah. So then we're also going to have calls every uh Wednesday, the first four Wednesdays, actually, because there's five Wednesdays in September. Uh, so the first four Wednesdays before the week of advocacy days um, and and really kind of uh, have a chance to have more dialogue and conversation about the content that we created last September around advocacy days. We had a number of speakers from our early days and uh, international uh, on a culture of peace in the Department of Peacebuilding. And we had, uh, um, uh, you know, just wonderful sessions. And I think almost everyone, I wish we could have had another hour of dialogue afterwards. Uh, so we're going to just bring up some key points um, from four different presentations and we'll send out links. Um, the six hours of video from uh, that day are on our YouTube channel and there's a link on the, the Department of Peace Building page as well if you wanna see all of the videos and you haven't seen them yet, uh, but we'll also point people to uh, the markers for certain speakers that we're gonna discuss before we discuss them on that call and, and have a little bit more dialogue about that. Um, and uh, also kind of split those calls between dialogue about uh, the points and, and, you know, where we've come, where we're going with the bill and the advocacy, and then also any questions and, and logistics that people have about um, scheduling calls or, or where they are and things with uh, advocating and, and having meetings and how to have people join and, and if they'd like to use our uh, a Zoom account or they have another means to have a, a video call with the representative. So half logistics and half uh, dialogue about uh, where we are in the campaign and with the bill. How does that sound? Okay, yeah, that about covers it. So we usually do some reports about status on things and then and try to have a, a conversation about uh, whatever's alive in the world or in the people uh, who are on the call. So we'll see. Nancy, do you have any other reports on anything else that you'd like to share or any news? Well, I wanted to share that um, Kelly O'Brien is making a, a video about uh, Department of Peace Building. She'd love any and all of you to participate in that. And um, She'd like you to just record yourself of 30 seconds to a minute um, on who you are, where you're from, and explain three reasons why you're for a Department of Peace Building and email it to her. And I'll put that in the chat um, where you can do that. Um, and she would like to have this by August 31st. So hopefully in time for us to do a little promotional stuff during um, September when we're working on advocacy days. And then um, 
I posted in there a, a report from the uh, Peace and Economics Institute um, talking about peace and climate and all that is pretty important. So if you have a chance to look at some of that, I think that Peace Alliance will be talking a little bit more about the links between those two things, which are major. So that's all I can think of at the moment. Okay, great. And if, if anybody who's on the call tonight didn't get an email on Monday with the call information, but got it from the website or something else, and you'd like to be on our monthly reminder list, send an email to nancy at peacealliance.org and we'll make sure we get you on the reminder and, and so forth. Um, I'll also just want to mention that I did set up tonight that we can use this same link on the Wednesdays in September. So Wednesdays, I'm in central time. So 7 p.m., 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, like I said, the first four Wednesdays, we'll be having calls on this link uh, regarding, uh, you know, talking about some of the content from our speakers from last September, uh, as well as logistics around advocacy days and legislation. Okay. So does anyone have a suggestion for a topic or things that uh, we've talked about in previous calls that you'd like to see us pick up or any questions that you'd like to see us address having, having heard some of our news and, and updates? This is Gerald, and I don't know whether, I guess because uh, of what's, what we're going through or what's at the top of, of things that are going on right now uh, nationally or actually globally in terms of climate change, that also I think we need to connect that with war and uh, the pollution and the uh, damage that uh, has resulted uh, in terms of contributing to uh, the climate change that we are experiencing because we're still experiencing a fallout from the atomic bomb and all the damage that has resulted in terms of uh, the nuclear accidents and whatnot. Uh, that we're still dealing with today uh, with the aftermath in terms of even public public health issues. But I just thought I would throw that in there since climate has now come into the conversation and uh, connecting it with the Department of Peace Building. That's it. Okay. And we'll maybe also mention that there are um, the environment and peace with the planet, uh, living harmoniously with the planet and not in um, conflict with it, uh, with its survival is part of the Department of Peace Building Bill as well. So really every aspect of our living peacefully and sustainably on the planet is addressed uh, by one undersecretary or another. It's very comprehensive. Okay. I think, did somebody put in the chat something about Peace and Planet? Was that you, Nancy? Yeah. Did yeah. you say more about that? 
Well, it's a, it's a report out by the uh, uh, Economic, Peace and Economics Institute, which has issued reports over the years uh, trying to quantify uh, peace. And it's one of many reports it puts out, but it's, you know, it's linking um, climate disaster with uh, the huge refugee problem with, uh, you know, other aspects of, uh, you know, starvation and uh, the fact that we, we need to have peace, we need to be able to get along to, to solve all these problems. Um, and that, in his opinion, um, and it looks pretty certain that the the more there is the, the climate unrest, um, that's going to create more and more conflict. And so we need to, you know, we need to learn to resolve climate and to look at each other, to all of us as human beings, and that this is this is one planet that we all need to work to save. Great, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I was reminded today of some words from Martin Luther King, and I won't remember them, but that's it. Basically what you said, Nancy. <laughs> You're thinking like MLK. Yeah, just that, uh, yeah, we need to resolve conflicts peacefully and that that's really um, uh, the way that our constitution intended us to do, to find peaceful conflict resolution. Um, and, uh, we, we could probably discuss that for the rest of the call is how do we get back to that when there are so many special interests and financial interests that are in opposition, uh, to that. And Jana, thank you for posting in the chat. There's some links to, um, information that Jana posted about, um, our military being the, the largest polluter on the planet. I had heard that before, but it looks like she's found some interesting, um, recent and older videos that she shared with anyone who'd like to do that, uh, to take a look at those after the call. Yes, Laura. Um, as Nancy was talking, particularly, I was reminded of something I had posted on our business, uh, Facebook page because I'm very interested in this whole movement uh, called regeneration. It's kind of takes the sustainability movement to the next level and saying, we can't just focus on sustainability anymore because of what's going on, uh, particularly with climate change or earth changes. And uh, anyway, one of the leaders of the movement wrote something very provocative. So I posted it to our Facebook page and he says, regeneration means People can make rain, cool down the planet, rehydrate the land, and turn deserts green. It starts with our imagination. And I think he was really underscoring the power that we all have as individuals um, to imagine a better world and our power to make that come about rather than giving our power away to others that we might think of as authority figures or, you know, being scared of something that can overpower us like mother nature, but to really be in our own power and the power of our imagination and what we can do from that. And particularly as we 
come together in groups, our power really magnifies. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it, it brings to mind Greta in particular, like um, what a, a brave, dedicated young girl. And she speaks so much truth on how can we be doing what we're doing? And, and she stands for the future in so many ways. Yeah. Um, reimagining what's possible on the planet. Yeah. I like that. Regeneration is good. It's not that we're trying to maintain what we have. Uh, it may have to look different going forward. Yes. Yeah. And I think when we get into our imagination, it helps us stay in our hearts and our hearts are very powerful. We forget that, you know, because <laughs> everybody's up in their heads all the time. But if we can stay in our hearts, you know, and be in bravery and courage, there's a lot of power there. Yeah. Thank you. Anyone else want to want to speak here? I don't want to talk too much myself. Who else would like to speak about this or or something else relating to peace building or the campaign? I guess I have a question. Um, I'm you. You mentioned that, uh, or someone mentioned. I shouldn't say you, Karen, or maybe it was you, Nancy, that. Dennis uh, Kucinich originally sponsored the bill and then I think Barbara Lee's doing it now. Over the years, what's the most support it's ever gotten and how much more support does it need to actually become a real verified bill? So. Well, um, I think it was about 2011, maybe um, it had 76 co-sponsors. So that was the most we've ever had. And, and the number of people you need is one very determined, influential person. Right. Because there are bills out there that have hardly any co-sponsors, but if the leadership wants them advanced, they'll be advanced. Right. So, so that's where we're at. <laughs> So who's the guy? Who's the guy or gal, and how do we get to him? Well, Hakeem Jeffries has never co-sponsored this bill, and he is the chair of the Democratic Caucus. So let's see. Also, obviously, if Nancy Pelosi wanted this to happen, it probably would happen. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you for filling me in. Yeah. So how do we get Nancy Pelosi? How do we uh, how do we get to talk to Nancy Pelosi and and get her to want it, <laughs> get her to want to pass it? Well, we have talked to her office any number of times, and um, both here I'm in the Bay Area, so both in her local office and in in um, Washington D.C. Um, for her, this is not a priority. Uh, she's got so many other things going on. And it's kind of circular. A lot of them are like, oh, yeah, if we got, if there were a lot of people supporting it, then we would support it. So um, it's, you know, <laughs> it's, 
Yeah, Jana. I have a question. Who's reaching out to Nancy Pelosi for this advocacy week? Is somebody doing that? Um, nobody is. I could do that. I kind of uh, thought, well, maybe it's not, <laughs> you know, maybe it's not all that productive. But actually, it would be good to at least let them know and see if we can get a meeting. So, I'd be willing to write to her. Pardon me? I'd be willing to write to her. Okay. Nancy, are there other people that are key players that would be like, maybe not on the level of Nancy Pelosi, but other ones that if you got, if, if we got a few of them together to like, to be like, yeah, let's do this. And then maybe they would be able to persuade Pelosi. Um, I mean, one tactic we've taken over the years, um, our committee at our committee suggestion, Geraldine's, uh, other people, um, is the oversight committee, members of that committee where the bill is assigned. And we've even had a meeting with their staff member in Washington, D.C. And, um, you know, it, again, it was like, well, if you get more support, then you'll get more support kind of thing. <laughs> so. And are any of the objections around the expense, or is it more just that Americans are not used to the concept of having a Department of Peace? Is it just more sort of outside of people's reference point or a budget resistance or both or something else completely that I'm not even thinking of? So. Uh, probably all of the above. I mean, anybody else can pitch in for the Republicans for sure. They wouldn't, they don't. They've told us just flat out they would never vote for a bill that costs money, except maybe if they want to give the Republicans a tax break or something. <laughs> or recall a governor. Right, um, or recall a governor. <laughs> which I'm up over my eyeballs with at the moment. The other, the other thing that we've had or is uh, just kind of the reluctance to form a new department or another, you know, another sure. form of bureaucracy. And that, uh, I remember that for from a meeting many, many years ago when uh, Congressman Berman was, was the, uh, the chair of the Foreign Affairs Committee. Um, so there, there is reluctance to that. And of course, basically, we're really up against the military industrial complex and the munitions, uh, that, that's the highest grossing uh, business ever is ammunitions. So it's not in their interest to support a department that would be seeking uh, to uh, reduce their involvement in their profits, should I say. Anyway, that's, and, that's my two cents for now. And I might add it's because uh, we the people haven't asked for it in enough numbers that that's a big yeah. thing if we um you know when we had the 76 co-sponsors that was you know the the peace alliance had started out and we were on a roll and and we're rolling upwards and um there was a shift in the grassroots campaign and we're still in the process of rebuilding that um we might be rebuilding it differently imagining it different uh, in a different kind of a structure on how we organize locally and so forth. So the Department of Peace uh, Committee, the National Committee, uh, has kind of kept it going and and 
reminding you know former co-sponsors to get back on and advocating every year and and adding new ones here and there along the way that hadn't been on before but um, it's certainly more powerful if a representative gets 25 calls from constituents on a bill that shows them that there's there's a interest out there in consciousness so a lot of it is getting the word out to to you know just everyday people and say call your representative and have a meeting but we've had people get a co-sponsor on with just one uh, person uh, calling and asking for a meeting and feeling very strongly about it. And, and it really, it's up the alley of a lot of people that haven't signed on as co-sponsors yet. So it's it's doing that work, the, the grassroots advocacy. We don't have enough champions uh, among them. And of course, I, st you know, I still think that we, we need the visibility like Black Lives Matter did when they got out in the streets and demonstrated and pounded and demanded that people pay attention to what was going on in their community in terms of uh, the, the police brutality. But when you stop and think about things, the women that, that fought to get the right to vote for all women what that took, that took months and months of dedication, commitment, you know, relentless, you know, demonstrations in front of the White House, uh, people actually going uh, to jail, being force fed. I mean, you name it, what, what took place to, to, to make that happen and then ended up by just with one vote being able to actually uh, again, uh, the right to vote for women. And I, I think that that's what it's going to take, you know, to get a Department of Peace. Yeah, just continued effort over time. Right. Another thing people can do is um, when we go to Congress, we take with us um, our list of organization endorsers. And we have over 200 organizations that do endorse this. And so if any of you are members or heads of organizations that would want to be put on that list, um, you can write to me and we'll put you on there. Um, I've been told by like Senator Feinstein's office, yeah, that's all pretty impressive. So the more organizations you get also is, is helpful. So um, so you can write nancy at peacealliance.org and you can go on our website and see the current list of endorsers, organization endorsers. And there's a separate list of city endorsers. So there's uh, 43 city, county and tribal endorsers. And uh, it's pretty, pretty amazing. I mean, it's the major cities. So it's, you know, Chicago, Miami, Los Angeles, uh, San Francisco, uh, Berkeley, some smaller places, Albuquerque. Um, so a lot of a lot of cities, not just not just some really small places. Can I make a comment? Yes. Yeah. Okay. If eighty five percent of the Department of Peace building is going to be directed towards domestic, then maybe. The military industrial complex, which maybe is our biggest like uh, problem or uh, opponent, if they understood that, 
then maybe they, I guess what I'm thinking is like, if we could get the military industrial complex to not oppose this or to even endorse it. Because yes, okay, let's have like weapons to like protect us from the Russians and the Chinese and whoever, whoever it is internationally. But domestically, maybe we don't need that kind of a defense budget or whatever. You know, like say, look, look, military industrial complex, you're still gonna get your big bucks because yeah, we wanna protect our, our this great, you know, potentially so peaceful, so good nation. Don't don't say peaceful. <laughs> um, I don't know, just think it out of the box here. Or, or or trying to look at the problem from a different different ways and like, you know, did Gandhi say you don't beat your enemy by beating them, you beat them by defending. But by befriending them, yeah, just you know, I don't know, just that's all. Just just thinking out loud here. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Of course, there's not one face to the military-industrial complex, but you know, say, you know, they usually, you know, they might have their fifty-year plan on how they're what they're selling to the military, and that's what I say that you know the Department of Peacebuilding it gets passed and enacted you know we're not um you know in a state of consciousness the next day that we don't have to be prepared for um violent threats it's it hopefully would be an evolution over time that we wouldn't need a war machine um and what if we kind of uh, approached some of the major financial players with a hundred year plan um, you know, uh, I, I believe there was, I heard of a nonprofit a few years ago, and, and I don't remember the name that actually was forming to do research on how to retrofit, um, you know, companies that are supplying war products, you know, because they're not going to do that research. It's kind of like the coal industry. It's just, they're going to fight as much as they can not to shut that down, even though we've seen that it's not in our best interests to, to still go after coal. Um, the same, it probably will be about the same thing with military um, suppliers and jobs. Um, so they're not gonna do any kind of research about what to do with their plants until you know it's died its last breath. <laughs> it's clear that they're not gonna get another war. Um, but, um, yeah, so a nonprofit looking at what else can you do? What else can you make that would be for the betterment um, of humankind and, and really kind of spell that out that it's not, it's not a short-term plan. It's a long-term plan. And um, I don't know. I don't know if we would get traction with that but it's, it's interesting to, to imagine. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, the, who takes the lead in, in the, in the world to say, look, look at us, you know, to the other nations that, that are maybe that are warlike, let's say, and say, there's a better way than this. Yeah. Look at us. We're doing it a better way. Come on, be like us, join us. You know, and like can breed like, you know, and 
little by little, step by step, baby steps, even. Yeah. You've probably heard the, <laughs> the Peace Alliance story that uh, one time a couple of our folks were in Washington, D.C., lobbying for Department of Peace building. They got into an elevator with several um, many starred, lots of ribboned uh, generals and whoever's and colonels and such. And um, it got very quiet. And one of the uh, one of the one of the generals turned to our people and said, "Well, I, well, I think our people asked what, who they were and what they were here for." And then uh, our uh, they said to us, "Well, why are you there?" And they were like, "Ooh, I don't know." And then, <laughs> <laughs> so they said, "Well, we're here to work for a Department of Peace building." And it got very quiet again in the elevator. And then um, this general turned to them and said, hurry, you better hurry. So, and we've had meetings with a, another a guy, a colonel who was uh, in, uh, was a congressional liaison in one of the uh, offices of, uh, who a person who was arm, on the armed services committee and he came to our meeting all crew cut and looking very military. And he had read the entire bill, uh, department peace building bill and he was super prepared. And he had been one of the colonels in charge of demolishing Fallujah and then putting it back together again. And he said, we need a department of peace building, the military doesn't know, isn't made, wasn't formed to be, you know, a nation builder and a peace builder. So, so there are those in the military who, who see this. Laura. <laughs> yeah. Um, do we have anywhere where we have a collection of those statements? Like, could we put together a sheet that has a, you know, a collection of just quotes from different members of the military, whether they're ranking officers or just, you know, boots on the ground or whatever that we could access and send to people or circulate. We do not, but I know of, and yeah, I think that's a good idea. I had thought, I had thought about that, or, or it wouldn't have to be even be just military, but people from communities where you might not necessarily think they would be for a department of peace building but the police or some yeah 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 like people that you wouldn't necessarily think would stand up for i mean what you were sharing is very compelling especially yeah. because it's coming from people you wouldn't think would support or would be you know that passionate about having a department of peace building yeah yeah that's true. Was there something that I just, you know, a glimmer of a neuron fired in my brain just a second, a second ago, and it's like, after like, whatever, uh, Schwarzkopf, General Schwarzkopf was like saying like, you know, war is a terrible, horrible, horrible thing, or something like that. And it's like, well, good, all right, then, you know, you're, you're, we agree with you. Perhaps there's a better way to solve problems without killing people. 
that kind of stuff. You know, maybe if we find a bunch of those guys and, you know, I, I, we can use all the help we can get here and all the people who have pull in whatever uh, departments or realms or arenas that they work in or whatever. Yeah. Was it was it uh, Gates? Was the Secretary of Defense? Yeah, I, I was trying to think of that, that we had that quote somewhere that when he made it, that was something I, to that effect. Well, he I, talked about soft power and he, yeah. he gave quite a number of speeches about it. And um, I, I thought I remembered years ago, maybe after Iraq or, or Iran, but Iraq, Schwarzkopf, General Schwarzkopf. Maybe, yes. Could be too. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm definitely getting a memory of that. Unless I made it up, I don't think I did. <laughs> no, a lot of uh, military have made comments to that effect. Yeah, and veterans that uh, you know, it basically, if you have known war, you you know that it's you know you would work not to have any more. Yeah. Good. Very good. Yes. I was going to suggest that we reach out. I saw that there's some veteran orgs, like a couple, Veterans for Peace, and then a local Veterans for Peace, but maybe reach out to more veterans orgs for support. And maybe Kelly can do a video interviewing veterans, you know, why they want a Department of Peace building. Yeah, that might uh, be good. And, you know, let them know about the August 31st about, you know, being included in the video, you know, asking them to do a video for the, the three yeah. reasons they they would support the department. And Veterans for Peace has been along for the ride since I think pretty close to the very beginning, if not the very beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're a very large and very active group. And I, I know that they work with, uh, you know, PDA and, uh, and Code Pink on, uh, you know, on, on various issues in terms of uh, anything that would uh, stop uh, going to war. And we, want, yeah. we want people I'm to just oh, go noting the time here we're just a minute or less before the end of the call um uh does anybody have a closing quote or charlie were you just about to say something else just one four words we okay. want people we want people with influence because we want this to happen i'm done okay <laughs> <laughs> Laura. I have a quote. Okay. <laughs> this is this is a short one. It's from Walt Whitman, and he says, peace is always beautiful. Mm. I love that. Ooh. Wonderful. That is a good note to end on. All right. Well, thank you all. It was a wonderful conversation tonight. And uh um, contact Nancy for the information if you want to create the the one minute video. Be part of that. Um, Charlie's already done it. Thank you, Charlie. Thanks a lot, Nancy. Okay. Oh, <laughs> great, great. Okay. Good night, everybody. Couple Wednesdays now. Remember, first Wednesday in September. Okay. Join us again. Good night. Good night. Good night.